What is up, everybody? I'm your host, Lauren Lapid, a 22-year-old from the suburbs of Southern California, a recent-ish college graduate, and now a fresh New Yorker trying to adult in this crazy post-college life. You're listening to Brookies in the Real World, and in today's episode, we're going to be hearing some pro tips from an official New York City tour guide, Tom Delgado. It's Rookies in the Real World, with Lauren Lapid as your host. It's time for Real Talk on Becoming an Adult. What's up, everybody? To all my new listeners, welcome to Rookies in the Real World. And to my returning listeners, welcome back. It's so good to have you. And I'm pretty hyped for today's episode because it's our monthly episode on New York City specifically. You guys know how much I love talking about New York and learning about New York specifically. And a lot of people have asked me some of the questions that we're covering today. And I low-key always feel really weird answering them since I'm really new to the city and I'm like totally a rookie and I don't count myself as a real New Yorker. So today's episode is such a treat because we are joined by like an actual New Yorker and he's actually a certified city tour guide. So everybody welcome Tom Delgado. Hey everybody, how's it going? (laughs) (laughs) Hi Tom. I'm just assuming everyone's clapping as I say that. Yes, totally. Cool. The like 20 something year old girls listening are all clapping right now. (laughs) Great, great. I feel very welcome. Thank you. Uh, So yeah, that's great. Well, thank you for having me so much. I appreciate it. (laughs) Of course. This is super cool because let me tell our listeners a little bit about you first. So Tom Delgado or Tom DNYC on YouTube, you are a comedian and a tour guide. And what I think is like really cool about your channel is that like you actually like bring you and like your cameraman around the sites and talk to people and I feel like your videos are really unfiltered and I really appreciate that they're super entertaining (laughs) so like from walking tours of neighborhoods to like most recently like you had that explainer video that kind of goes into like the not so pretty history of like racism in the city and so I feel like you really do cover everything in an entertaining way but also like an extremely educational way And then prior to training and like becoming the certified tour guide, which you scored 142 out of 50 on, that's pretty incredible. That's like a solid A. That's pretty good. Sure, sure. (laughs) You were were a lawyer. So I'm like super curious to hear your story. So everybody go subscribe to his channel after this. But Tom, can you tell me about like your history and how you kind of came to be this tour guide and comedian? Yeah, yes, Lauren, I can. I can actually. Uh, so, so first of all, I want to say the 142 to 150, I, I, I feel <laughs> most embarrassing because I kind of just say it as a joke. Like, it's true. That's what I got. But I, I mean, it's a test for the city. The city just vets the tour guides and everything. I, I always get embarrassed when people are like, ooh, 140. I'm like, yeah, it was kind of a joke. I'm kind of, I think the idea of even testing tour guides is kind of funny. So I just play the, but anyway. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, yeah. So my, my background is I, uh, I'm originally from uh, Florida. Uh, I went to college in Florida. I went to the University of Florida. I then went to law school in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, I graduated law school. I came up to New York. I passed the bar in New York in 2008, and I've been here in New York since then. Um, And yeah, I worked in law for about four and a half years. I uh, hated it. Good Lord, I hate it. It was, I was like I was like borderline panic attack every single day. Oh, no. Um, but it was good. It was a good job for, in, in all fairness. Like uh, I was working at a, at a startup that got bought out by Thomson Reuters. Um, and it was a good job. Did that for four and a half years. Started doing comedy while I was there at nights, running to auditions, all that stuff during the days. Did that for like three years. I signed with, the, with an agent. I felt like I was at a good spot and I quit. And then I just 
focus on on that. And then I started the YouTube channel a few years ago. And, uh, I, you know, I don't post often enough. I, I'm going to start maybe posting a little more. But, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I don't know. I love New York. So, No, that yeah. is super awesome. Like, yep. talk about a 180, though. That's awesome that you're able to, like, actually pivot to what you like and, like, survive on it. Yes. <laughs> but, sure. no, for real, though, like, my dad – so I was home for most of quarantine. And my dad is, like, not a New York person at all. Like, he's lived most of his life, like, in California. So oh. when I moved, he was like, I need to educate myself on the city because my daughter is living there. And he literally just, like, watched all of your YouTube videos. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's how we came to find it. That's great. So he's, Dads he's are my target high. demographic, so that's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, like, never listens to my podcast, but he'll probably listen to this episode because you're a guest on it. <laughs> that's great. That's great. So let's start. So the sure. first part of our interview is going to be focused on like tour guide questions sure. Sure. and then we'll get into more of like the newer questions. Yeah, yeah. So what is the process to becoming a city tour guide? Well, it's I mean, it's weird because I guess New York is so big with tourism uh, that they want to vet. They want to vet tour guides. So they, they do yeah. the, the test. It's a test with the city. You got to score 95 out of 150, you know, like it's just basically oh, to check like, your yeah. pulse pretty much. <laughs> and then once you pass, then you then you you learn more. You get you get hired by the better companies. You make the higher paying jobs, etc. So it's like anything else. You're a freelancer, um, mm -hmm. but it's a great job. I mean, uh, at doing comedy and, and acting thing, you look for something that's flexible, and this is super flexible. It's fun. You meet people every day from all over the world. It's it's great. Uh, the one downside is that it's seasonal. <laughs> in the winter, mm, you're kind of left yeah. to your own devices, but you can make you can make a good amount of money in the summer, spring, and and fall to where you can kind of coast in the winter. So that's good. But it's a super cool. fun job. It's a great job, and uh, you know, it's it's been an interesting little you know uh, addition to the comedy and the acting and all that other stuff. So yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah. Can you tell me about like the worst tour group you've ever have like you've ever had to give a tour to or? It's funny. It's funny. You ask, people <laughs> always ask about that because uh, in, in New York, especially since there's so yeah. many tourists, I think last year's or two years ago, they were saying it was like 67 million or something like that tourists. That's a lot of people. Oh, passing. That's insane amount of people. But but people here complain about tourists You know, they clog the sidewalks They're You know, they're doing this that, and the other. Mm -hmm. So people are always like, how do you deal with it? Most tourists aren't that bad, but there can be some tourists that what really bugs me the most is tourists who are mm -hmm. kind of uh, they treat New York like a theme park. They think it's oh. supposed to be like this curated experience for them, you know, like everyone's dressed up for them and they just walk <laughs> around, you know, like people who like take pictures of homeless people, like all kinds of just. Yeah. Weird, oh, my gosh. Weird stuff yeah. You're like, this isn't a these are people you're stopping in the middle of the sidewalk. You're blocking people who are working. Yeah. You know, you're treating it like it's just your playground. And that kind of annoys me a little bit. And they, they're not really here for New York. They want it to mm -hmm. be this like little like, ooh, look at that. Look at that. All right. Bye. Time to go home. Yeah. Um, and and that's kind of one of the things that's annoyed me a little bit. They eat at chain restaurants. They do this, and it's just. Uh, but that. Oh my god! But that's not everybody. Uh, I think yeah. if you do your homework, you can avoid doing that kind of stuff. But uh, no, I don't know. totally specific tour groups. I don't know. I, I've never really had a really awful, awful tour. I mean, I've had to do walking tours. I remember once I got a, a tour group from Long Island. It was a, like a retirement home. Oh, did a, okay. Did a tour. And it was great, <laughs> okay, except for the cool. fact that it was a walking tour. A three-hour oh, no. walking tour. So three like, hours. Yeah. So twenty minutes in, everyone's like, "Oh, my legs, my feet." Oh, you know. Oh, I was like, no. you guys signed up for this." Who planned this? Yeah. But, yeah. It was, it was the group. The home. The home planned it <gasps> for them. Kills not me. thinking that. Oh yeah, they can't really walk. That's not a really. Oh my goodness. But that was probably that was a bad one. <laughs> What's been like your favorite tour you've ever given? Um, 
I don't know. I guess I love doing the private tours. I love, I, 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 only, okay. I do those more often now. I, before I was doing a lot of more of the public companies and stuff, but now I do a lot of private tours and those are the best because you're just kind of hanging out with like a family, you know, a family yeah. or like a couple or a couple people or a group. And they're just, they hire you and you just kind of hang out with them, become friends with them, you know, they're, and you show them yeah. around. they have their own car and driver and you just take them to your spots. And Oh, that's dope. It's the best. It's the best. You're like, yeah, that's let's go so to my nice. restaurant for lunch. We'll go to this park for the, it's just great. So those are, those are always my favorite. I've done some cool ones for groups too. Like I did one for a, a, a band that was coming in town from Texas to do the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh my God. Yeah, they hired me for four days. So I just hung out with them for four days and just. Oh, that's so around. dope. Yeah. But yeah, just oh like that. It's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. To yeah. So speaking of like favorite places in town, where like what's your favorite place to like tour people? What what favorite place to show people on tours? You mean? Yeah. Ah, uh, um, I I don't know. I guess when you're on the private tours and stuff, you just do the walks. You walk around. It's super fun. Mm-hmm. You point stuff out as you go, whatever. But certain, I guess, specific places. I love taking people to um, I love taking people over the Brooklyn Bridge when it's not super crowded because it's always really, really crowded. Not, <laughs> not right now, but it was getting it was getting absurd uh, right before COVID. I hit. felt so bad for the bikers. Yeah, like, I mean, you don't even, bike. You, you don't bike over that bridge. You find another way over. But um, but yeah, I, I, the bridge is great. I, I love Grand Central. I it's funny because one of the cool things about tour guiding is you get to kind of see everything through the uh, the visitor's eyes. Like yeah. you've seen these things a million times before, but because you're showing it to someone for the first time, you kind of get to re re see it for the first time, and you're like, "Yeah, this is a pretty cool thing." Even though I yeah. come into the station stressed out every day or whatever, you're like, "Every day, yeah." <laughs> so that's kind of cool. I love Grand Central. The Central Park's always great. Uh, that's a great place to take people. I always tell people that's a great place to go in the city, even if there are tours, because everyone in Central Park is there by choice. Like everyone's there. That's their, so true. They're like they're on their best behavior and best self. You know, in Times Square, it's like a place to see and whatever, but everyone's stressed or whatever. And that goes for mm-hmm. any place in the city. But in, Ty- in Central Park, people actually choose to go there and they're happy yeah. to be there. So even if it is crowded or whatever, it's never going to be as stressful as other places. But yeah. yeah, that's so true. It's like funny you say that because for me, yeah, like I work in One World Trade. Sure. And I think like the first like week, every day I walked into the Oculus in the office, I was like, wow. But then, of course, you know, like it became my office and like. It wasn't something that I found special, but when my parents visited my office yeah. for the first time for my birthday and they were so excited and they were taking pictures, I was like, oh, wait, like, yeah, this is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's, it takes that sometimes to remind you just to kind of, you kind of become jaded pretty quick here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What would you consider like a hidden gem in the city? Uh, like a neighborhood or, or something to do? In general, like what comes to mind first when I say that? Um, I don't know. I always think... I always think of I like I love Queens. I really really love Queens. I think Queens is kind of overlooked a lot by by people who visit here. Mm-hmm. I mean Brooklyn's kind of this hot trendy place to live and visit and go out and whatever. But uh, people sleep on Queens, man. They sleep on Queens, uh, and I love I love neighborhoods like Jackson Heights and Elmhurst, mm-hmm. Queens, uh, Ridgewood, which is pretty much it's close to Bushwick. I mean that's where I live. I live in Ridgewood, but these neighborhoods okay, are all. Cool. You know, there's tons of immigrants, great food, it's yeah. quiet, it's still really, really diverse. It's New York, you know, that to me is what New York is. You go to some of these neighborhoods that are, you know, that have come up a little more quickly and whatnot, and they're already, you know, mm-hmm. gentrified, expensive and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and these neighborhoods still have like, have retained, when you're walking through Manhattan, sometimes you're like, man, there's so many immigrants here, but how can they live here? It's so expensive. That's because yeah. they live in places like Queens. That's because they live in places like the Bronx. They live in these places that most tourists don't even bother to go. 
No, that's a really good point. So when I first moved here last summer, I was yeah. in a sublet in Astoria. Yeah. And I miss living in Astoria so, so much. Yeah, like, Astoria's great. You'd man. see really families. Like, yeah. like, it was quiet. Like, everybody was so friendly. And it was, like, really diverse. Like, you'd hear yeah. so many different languages, like, walking. And, like, I'm Filipino, so I'm biased. Like, all the best Filipino food is in Queens. So I, oh, like, nice. really miss living in Queens. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far for me now. I'm, like, too lazy to do that commute. But I loved it. That's funny because it's – it's. I mean, it is far. It's the end of the, the N line or whatever, but it's still mm-hmm. like – I mean, it's still you're in the city in 20 minutes, not even, you know? That's true. It's amazing. We, we kind of take this for granted. Like I'm in Ridge – I'm 10 stops out of Manhattan on the L. And oh, okay. despite that, I'm still in the city and like I'm, if, if I get the train, I'm in there in 20 minutes, not even, you know, 15, 20 minutes. I mean, I'm in, is the L like finally running normally again? Yeah, <laughs> n- not really. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes. I don't know. Sometimes. All yeah. right. That works. Yeah. So you, you've already kind of men- mentioned Central Park, but like where else would you consider like a good place to relax in the city? Um, I don't know. I, I find it really relaxing just walking around, to be honest. Do I mean, I, love going to, I, do, <laughs> I do love going to the parks. I think Central Park is great. I love going to any of the parks. If I'm in the neighborhood and I have time to kill, I'll just walk around. But a lot of times if I have, I'm getting like a bagel or something to eat, I'll just sit down in a park and like Washington Square, Tompkins and in, in the East Village, mm-hmm. just sit and watch people. Uh, there's just so much activity and so much energy in these parks and places where people just kind of pass through doing their thing. So that that to me, I think, is the best. I mean, they're necessary in the city. You have to have oh, parks. Yeah. And, and um, without the parks, without something like Central Park, I mean, the city would, would implode. Right. It would completely no, yeah. implode. I couldn't deal with it. Yeah, it would be a disaster. So the parks for sure, but also just walking around the city. I, it's just it's – it's an activity in itself. It's like you're in a mm-hmm. video game. You know? I mean, how do you even make this <laughs> stuff up? You know, with the stuff you see. That's so true. You can't even plan for it. You know, you just walk around. You run into people you know. You see people fighting on the street, like a, a couple arguing or breaking up. You see like all this stimuli. It's almost yeah. impossible to – you know, to fall into like, you know, really into deep, deep sadness if you're constantly outside seeing and getting stimulated all the time, you know? That's so true. And okay, you brought up bagels and I am dying <laughs> to know, like, what is your favorite bagel shop in the city and why? Well, I really, uh, I'm, I'm kind of, this is biased, I guess. I really like, um, I really like a bagel shop on on uh, Metropolitan off the Grand okay. L in Brooklyn. It's really famous now because it got really like Instagrammable because of the rainbow um, bagel. Oh, that's the rainbow yeah, bagel place. Yeah, and I, I, oh, okay. I used to live there. I lived there like I lived there for six and a half years, like right near that shop, and that would be my bagel shop. So I was going there to get my bacon, egg, and cheese. But there would always be Yum. people blocking the entrance, like doing their selfies with the bagel, doing, holding the bagel, holding yeah. the, the <laughs> rainbow bagel. I'm like, look, I just want my egg sandwich, right? Get out of the way. But that place, I think, is great. I like Murray's as well in uh, okay. in Greenwich Village. That's a, that's a that's a pretty good staple. And some of them have gotten like Essen is really popular in in Midtown. Mm-hmm. But but like because it's gotten so popular, they don't they don't make the eggs on the grill anymore. They don't make the eggs on the on the. Oh. So they like microwave them. I I went there like a little while ago, and I was like, "What do you guys? What is this? You're giving me like this like a McDonald's sandwich? I know the bagels yeah. are good, but come on." Uh, so some of the ones that are more popular have. I mean, the bagels are still good, but you can't really get sandwiches there. So that's why I like Bagel Shop. As I don't know, it's my favorite. Good to know. Yeah, I don't yeah. live by like any bagel shop, so I'm yeah. severely bagel deprived right now. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, on that kind of like the same note as food, though, I am so curious. Like top five restaurants in the city. Okay, um, I don't know. I, I, you know, I'm also a creature of habit. There's some people who, you know, <laughs> some tours, tour, uh, tour guides, and like you know, people in the city who just know a thousand places. And I, mm-hmm. I've been to a bunch of places, but I don't, I don't really 
pride myself on my breadth of knowledge, I guess, because because I find <laughs> places that I like and I just go there every time. Um, hey, so consistency for, is important, though. Yeah, I guess so. I guess that, that. Thank you, thank you. Some people would call it unimaginative or boring, but thank you. You, <laughs> you really put a nice spin on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I love Bahia. Bahia is this uh, it's Salvadoran restaurant on Grand Street in Williamsburg. Okay, it's, it's unbelievable. This is my favorite restaurant in the city. It's it's like there's still just you know these Latino families coming in to eat, and you're just like, oh, this is where all the Latin families in the neighborhood go to eat. Um, cause it's still like a neighbor that's coming up and be more expensive, yeah. but it's like this really cool little, like, you know, mainstay that, that's still there. I love, uh, downtown bakery. It's a really great burrito place on, um, on, yeah, on first Ave in the East village. It's called downtown bakery because this Mexican family bought a place that was a bakery and that they just kept the name. <laughs> yeah. They kept the name and it's now a, it's a burrito, really great burrito. Um, it's my favorite burrito in Manhattan for sure. Oh my gosh! Good to know. Yeah, I, to go. I love I love John's the the, the Italian uh, Italian spot on Twelfth. John's mm-hmm. on Twelfth in East Village. That's a that's like my go to Italian restaurant whenever I have family in town. Um, and then some places, unfortunately, they close down. Like I used to mm-hmm. love going to Union Square Coffee Shop that just closed down like a year and a half ago. I don't know if you ever got to go there. No, it's the restaurant where AOC used to work. What? Yeah, I used to I used to oh, know her when I would go in there. No I would take a way. regular and we would talk and hang out. I remember when she told me she was running for office. I was like, oh yeah, go for it. You know, that is wild. Yeah, and, she, and she ended up winning, yeah. But that was the restaurant she worked at, and it was it's so good. I used to love going there. And uh yeah, and that was in the in uh, Union Square. But that is like such a cool, like only in New York kind of story. Tell me about it. No, you, you have no idea. I could tell you the whole story, but I guess like it really, I went in over and over again and we would, we just kind of like became friends because she was into comedy. We talked yeah. about comedy. She almost came and did the open mic that I used to run. She had a blog about politics. that was comedic and I took a look at it. We talked about that. We talked about Bernie Sanders and all this stuff. And then she told me one day she was going to run for office and I was like, yeah, go for it. And I'd come in and check in like, on, cool. she'd be like, you have 500 Twitter followers now. This is great. I was like, yeah, keep going. And then she stopped coming in because she was so busy and then she won. I was like, oh, well. I, you know, I texted her to say congratulations and, yeah. you know, I, I didn't hear back. Obviously, she's, you know, off being, you know, like uh, the face she's, of the progressive she's, movement. Yeah, she's doing her thing. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That is wild. Yeah. Okay. That's so cool. Yeah. Okay. So this podcast is pretty much geared towards like new grads, college students, anyone looking to move to New York. Yeah. So what do you think is the best neighborhood to live in in your early 20s? Because I feel like as like an outsider looking in, everybody's just like, live in Manhattan, not realizing that like, okay, Manhattan is so fucking expensive. Yeah, it's, and like, it's, expensive. it's it's not the best place to live if you're in your early 20s, like right. making what people in their early 20s yes. make. <laughs> yeah. And it's and you know, that's interesting you say that because when I moved here, uh, it, was, it was 12 years ago, um, mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I thought that too. And it's even more so now the case where you're saying like, it's even harder now to live there. And it's even less of a, you know, necessity. Because when I moved here, I was like, I should live in Manhattan first to kind of get the vibe, and then I can yeah. move out somewhere else. But now that's not even as necessary as it was back then because, I don't know, the neighborhoods have just become so expensive, and they become so, you know, homogenous. It's all like rich. Oh, white that's, such word. Word. that's such a good you know? word. That's such a good word. It's so, so homogenous. You know, if you don't, that's not that's not New York. I mean, obviously, there's still a lot of diversity. People work and and pass through Manhattan, mm-hmm. but the neighborhoods themselves aren't as diverse as they used to be. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess it depends on what you want. I mean, I think, I mean, I live, like I said, I live out in Ridgewood. I think Ridgewood's like a great yeah. neighborhood, but people live out in Bushwick a lot. They live, uh, you know, and Bushwick Astoria is another popular one. A lot of like, I know a lot of like young artists and stuff. They call yeah. Astoria Actoria because all the actors that live there. Um, but yeah, they, they have like, uh, those neighborhoods for sure. And like, I think like Carol, you know, 
the nicer neighborhoods outside of outside of Manhattan, like, you know, Carroll Gardens and uh, mm-hmm. you go further down into like, you know, into that side of Brooklyn. I was like Prospect Heights and Prospect Park area. All the, mm-hmm. the Flatbush is kind of becoming a nice neighbor, which is crazy to me because I remember when I first moved here it was it was a uh, and now it's becoming like, you know, I guess more settled with you know people with more money mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it but there's a lot of different places uh to, to live I, I definitely think that if you can you know you could you should try to live outside of manhattan to kind of get more of a vibe of the city to be honest totally yeah but, but like then again funny- like manhattan is where everyone works and it's easier for people so that's yeah. where i lived i lived in the east village for six and a half years we're we're gonna kind of pivot because sure. i am so curious about this one because when i first moved here People like my friends that had been living in the city for longer than me or my friends that like went to NYU or whatever, they would be like, Lauren, like, it's just so obvious that you're not from here. Like, fucking obviously I'm from the West Coast. Like, first off, I don't dress like the people out here. But what are some like dead giveaways where you can tell that somebody just like isn't from New York? Um, Well, you know, I guess it's a weird thing, though, too, because – most of New York isn't from New York at the end of okay, the day. Okay, well, I mean, like, you know, like, that yeah. you're not, like, you know what I mean? Yes, yes. Like you're I, not living, you know. Yeah, and I just say that, I guess, to cover my own ass because I'm not okay, from fair. originally, you know? Like, but, but at the same time, yeah. like, I think there is a difference between someone who's kind of just, you know, made it their home and someone who's passing through or transient you know, yeah. or, or else who were just newly arrived. I think the, the big one of the biggest things you can notice, I think, when people who are just visiting or whatnot is, uh, I think... I don't know, I guess like calling Houston, Houston, I think, you know, that's a big one. Oh yeah. <laughs> the Houston street thing. That's a really, that's like the most blatant one. I've if, done you're, that. if you're, a, and that's like, that's like your first day in New York. And you're saying that you say Houston street, it's Houston street because, because of a man named William Houston, who's actually named after him. And over time, the spelling warped into Houston. So they, but they still call it Houston. Uh, sorry, I just slipped in a little tour guide there. Um, no, feel free. I love these fun facts. But that's why. Uh, anyways. Um, yeah, that's a, that's definitely a, a telltale one. Uh, is is uh, Houston and Houston? I think uh, another another one. I think would be they say like uh, you know uh, uh, I think flip flops, man. Flip people don't really wear flip flops in New York City uh, around like on the subway and stuff. That's and if, so true. And if you see people wearing flip flops, it's usually like it's something. There's something off there. Like they're from somewhere else, or or it's just something. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I think the, <laughs> those are definitely. Or eating at Times Square, like, you know, eating at places in Times Square. You mm-hmm. could, I mean, if you walked into any restaurant in that area, Times Square, I mean, I'd say probably 95% of the people aren't from here. Um, even if you're visiting here, you shouldn't be eating there. You know, support some local business instead of Applebee's or something, you know? Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It, I guess I guess those are I a mean, few. those are all, no, those are pretty accurate. I mean, I'm not going to lie. When I first moved here, so I like California – I like lived by my rainbows, the flip flops, and sure. then I moved out here, and I was I would be wearing them during the summer, and I was like, wow, people like do not wear rainbows here. And no, then I quickly they do not. switched into yes. my sneakers. Like I've learned. Also, the subway is like gross. Yes. So I like, want to wear rainbows. No, you'll so, like, get dirty I've... looks. You'll get dirty looks if you wear. <laughs> yeah. People will look at you like, what are you doing with your feet out here? This is a subway. You're, this is. I don't want to look at your no. feet. We're gonna... No, truly. Yeah. And when I first started my job at Condé and like it's a more like I dress nicer, you know, like nice heels, things like that. My like first day, like I actually wore like heeled boots to the subway and my feet were hurt. I was like, I understand now why people just carry like their tote bags. They have their real shoes in there. And then you're like actually in like your new balances and stuff while you like commute. I've adapted. <laughs> Good for you. Look at that. Look at that. You're get you're getting there. You're getting there. One year down. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one day I'll be able to pass. Do you like it here so far? 
I really do. Yeah. I mean, I didn't move back during quarantine, so I feel like that's a sign. It's like been a mass exodus. So many of our friends are like, I don't think I'll move back to the city. Yeah. I mean, it's it's tough. I know a lot of comedians even like, I mean, they 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 come up on their leases, uh, you know, leases ending and you resign and they're like, why would I resign? I, there's no comedy here. Like comedy has gone. The thing I came to do is <laughs> yeah. gone or the thing I came to do, I can do from home and, and spend half the money or whatever. So a million, you know, tons and tons of people have left to not come back or, you know, are moving or whatever. And then there were, I saw recently an article that all the richest people in New York are gone. So neighborhoods like Greenwich Village, Upper East Side are, you know, like 50 percent vacant because all That's those people so have wild. so much money and they've gone to the Hamptons or they've gone somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. Really Everybody's surreal. up in like Connecticut right now. Yeah, it's right. Like- Well, actually, yeah, when we – so 4th of July, obviously, like, the city was not thrown down for the 4th of July. So our friends, like, our small group of friends were on, like, Airbnb. And some of these places on Airbnb were ridiculous. Like, you can just tell it was just, like, rich people who are gone because of COVID that, like, put their places up on Airbnb. And it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're also charging like in the Hamptons they're charging you know out the ass for those places because they know that people want them they know that people will pay to get out of the city or to be there for the summer or for whatever it's crazy yeah nope we stayed put in Manhattan we're just chilling good for you just waiting it out <laughs> some days are good some days we're like oh my god we're going stir crazy yeah but we're in the city and that's what matters yep. So, okay, what would you consider, like, other really, like, basic spots aside from, like, Times Square? Well, I mean, there's a there, – I mean, it's pretty obvious, I guess. The most famous places in New York are going to be the most busy – the busiest or the most uh, – feel like, it's funny. Like, for example, we're talking about how New York is during COVID. You look at, like, the, the charging bull of Wall Street. You work right around there. Mm-hmm. That place, you can't even see the bull, you know, no. during normal times because it's just surrounded by literally 200 people. Uh, just taking pictures, lining up to take pictures with the bulls, balls, and all this stuff. Yeah. <laughs> and now there's there's not one person around it because Nobody. all of those people were tourists, you know. And now you know what are they? The locals aren't going to go stand next to the bull. No. So there's there's no people there. So those those things are always funny to me. I, I'd say you know the Statue of Liberty, uh, the Empire State Building, uh, Rockefeller Center. All these places are usually very very filled with tourists, and right now they're they're pretty much dead. Um. But you know that being said, like there's a reason they're super popular too. I don't want to, yeah. I don't want to, you know, knock them completely. I mean, the Statue of Liberty is a pretty amazing place. Rockefeller Center's got a great story. Um, you know, obviously the financial district and 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 Lower yeah. Manhattan has a lot of history too. Uh, but yeah, normally those areas are. I couldn't imagine living in those areas. They would just drive me completely insane. I I couldn't deal with all the people taking pictures and stopped and having to. Yeah, it would be crazy. Those are probably, oh, yeah. in my opinion. But then you get to the outer boroughs, and that's why I think a lot of people are drawn to the outer boroughs too. Is you don't have as much of that because the tourists don't usually venture that far out. Honestly, that's really true. Yeah. But so, other than like obviously, like COVID has left us in like kind of unprecedented times. But normally, when would you say is like the best time to visit the city? Because honestly, like a lot of my friends are like, I want to come during like Christmas. And I'm like, no, don't come. (laughs) Don't come visit me in December, like November. Like it's actually insane and like inundated with people. Yeah. December is it's like the busiest, it's busiest month, which is it's uh, it's nuts. Um, Well, it's funny how we I guess it's also funny how we have to like we have to preface everything with that. It's not not during COVID. Um, Yeah, (laughs) not during COVID. Hypothetically, if the city was a normal city right now, uh, I would say I would say October or, or September. I think those are the two best months weather-wise, crowd-wise. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get to July, August, and you know those they're too crowded. It's hot. 
but uh, September, you still get some nice days. You still get you know some breeze. Yeah. It's not as crowded, not as crowded sometimes. And say October, I think might be the best because it's it's cool and you can walk around. You can walk forever and not sweat and just kind of enjoy. That's the so food. true. I don't know. I'd say those two. I'd say the fall, like that part of the fall. See, I am sad because I was gone for like spring, like a proper spring mm. because of COVID. And so I've never experienced like New York spring because in college I would come up once a semester because I was an art student. So I'd have mm-hmm. to come up and like tour galleries and museums and whatnot. Um, but I like never came during the spring. And I was like, I really feel like New York would be gorgeous during the spring. And then COVID hit. So right. I'm like, well, who knows? Kind of, yeah, I don't, you didn't miss much. I mean, usually the spring here is very short. It's like, okay. it's like one day. It's like, oh, look, it's a spring day. And then the rest is just hot. And it's just hot, really, humid and like, thunderstorming and yeah. gross. So, it, it, I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, if you're here for like the beginning of the summer or something, you, you pretty much kind of got the vibe of it. The cool thing about spring normally, though, and it hasn't happened as much recently, recent years because the winters haven't been so cold. But the, usually the coolest thing mm-hmm. about spring to me is that people have been pent up so much in the freezing cold that as soon <laughs> as you start getting nice days, I mean, people are like running around on fire, like they're going to bars, they're yeah. going to like, you know, just like, ah, let's party, whatever. And it's just this energy in the city that you can feel. It's just palpable. People are just hanging out and everyone's happy. It's a really, really cool vibe, if anything. Um, that's usually the coolest thing. But the winters haven't been bad the last couple of years. No, so. I was really shocked because I went to school in Virginia. So like Northern Virginia, like right outside of DC. And so like our winters, like, yeah, like we got snow, they were cold, but like I knew New York winters would be worse, but then this winter was so mild. And I was like, what? That's how they've been. It's It's very eerie. Cause when I moved here too, it was really cold. We, I mean, I remember I moved here in 2008 and that was the year like these record colds. That's when Obama got inaugurated and the, the, the mm-hmm. DC was freezing, all this stuff. I remember I got pneumonia that year. I was 25 oh years old. Oh my God. Yeah, I was with pneumonia in the hospital for three days. This little hayseed from New York, from Florida in New York, just like, oh, oh no. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have like a coat. I was just a mess. But uh, but yeah, it, it gets really cold. And you know, I guess lately it just hasn't. We got kind of lucky, I guess. Lucky slash the the world is burning. Global warming. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world is ending. It's the year yeah. of the apocalypse, but who yeah. knows? Okay. We're going to move on to rapid fire questions. Sure. So I don't want you to overthink anything, kind of like whatever first comes sure. to mind. Okay. Where is the one place you'd take someone on a first date if you were trying to impress them and why? <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Um. Well, I go on so many dates, you know, it's not a, you know, I got I to gotta go through the Rolodex of all these places. Um, <laughs> the Rolodex. Yeah. I, I, I usually just, I kind of like going, this is going to sound like such a like cop out, but I, I usually like just meeting at a park or something and go for, going yeah. for a walk and then yeah. finding places to pop into and stuff like that. It sounds like a real cheapskates way of, of creating a date. <laughs> You're like, let's go for a walk. And they're like, oh, okay. No. Um, but it's, I, I always have fun doing that. And I, I think it's it's nice too, because I just like the city and like the history of it. And I, you know, I like talking about stuff as well. And some people like yeah. it, some people don't. But uh, but yeah, I just like go walking around a neighborhood and you're like, oh, let's go into this bar. Let's go into this place. What do you, what do you like? Oh, I know this one place. You know, it's just a nice you know way to... It feels it, more organic. It is. It is. It is more organic. That's the cool thing about New York, I guess, compared to, let's say, L.A. or any place. You have to get in your car and drive. In L.A., you have to plan. Like, you, you have really to plan. have to plan. Yeah, exactly. It's more of a production. Here, you can kind of just be more spontaneous, you know? And you run into people. You you, you meet people at a, a bar or restaurant or whatever. And you're like, oh, let's go to this place. And it just kind of becomes – you never know where it's going to take you, you know? That's so true. Yeah. That's what I really love about the city. Yeah. Like, especially, like – compared to being in LA and like, yeah, like having to plan around parking and yeah, driving yeah. and like figuring everything out. Like DD is being in the city. There's like this level of just like, we could figure it out. 
Like it'll yeah. be fine. Yeah, and you you can go out with you. Sometimes you walk outside with no plan to do anything, and you just run into someone. You're like, hey, what are you doing? Oh, let's go grab a bite to eat. Let's go grab a drink or whatever. And it exactly. turns into like the most fun night of your life or something. You know, it's just funny how that happens. That's here, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What would you consider the coolest or like most fun fact you know about New York City? Oh man, uh, this is a this is a tough question. Um, <laughs> I know I can you know really reveal like my nerd <laughs> level or my dork level. No, I love that. Okay. Please. Uh, I don't know. I I um, I guess there are there are a few facts. I guess that when I heard them, I was like, wow, that really makes sense, and I never thought of that. Yeah. And I think the most basic ones, like I remember when I when I was first when I first found out that Times Square is named after the New York Times. Wait, really? Yes, because in 1904, they renamed Long Acre Square to Times Square to convince the New York Times to put their headquarters there. And it was oh that, my, yeah. wait, so they did it to make New York yes, Times come. Yes, and they did. And New York Times actually was in the building that is now where the ball drops. It was actually the New York Times that came up with that. What? Yeah, they came up with that. So it's crazy because uh, they used to shoot fireworks in, the, in that area since 1904 when Times Square moved there. But in 1907, they weren't allowed to do that anymore because people had settled the area and it was dangerous. So they yep. had to come up with this idea and they came with, with a ball drop from shipping, uh, the shipping industry in like lower Manhattan, they would have these balls on these poles, like on top of lighthouses and, and, the, and those balls would, would drop at like noon at exactly noon. And the whole point was to synchronize every, everyone's watches and chronometers to the exact second so that they could all be completely in sync. I mean, this is before time zones this is before all that stuff. So they needed that. Um, so, so they took that idea that now everyone synchronizes their lives you know, at the beginning of the year to the second. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Thank you for sharing that. I literally did not know that. No, like I'm like super nerdy about these things. So I think that's really entertaining. Oh yeah. I love it. That's so cool. It's great. Yeah. Sometimes I'll be doing, when I do stand up and stuff, like if there's a crowd that's just like, you know, checked out, they're not listening to the comics, they're bored. They're, I just start, I'm like, all right, well, I'll just tell you guys about New York and just tell them like facts, like a tour guide. And they actually sometimes wake up. They're like, oh, that's kind of interesting. And like, oh, I can listen to this. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Wow. I don't know. That's like a solid trick. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird little trick, I guess. Okay. So let's say that somebody only has one day in the city. What like walking route would you recommend? If they had one day in the city, I guess there's so much to see. Um, you know, I'd probably say to take a private tour with good old Tom Delgado. <laughs> you know, uh, reasonably priced, a fun time. Uh, but no, I think I think it would be tough to otherwise cover a ton of stuff. But I, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a, that's a tough question. I think if they had one day in the city, I would definitely recommend them do uh, to do their homework because then you know mm-hmm. what it is you want to see. I mean, yeah. It's tough, man. I, that's a tough question. I guess I would say for me, I would love to just walk mm-hmm. around one neighborhood. But then you leave New York saying I, you didn't really see New York. You saw one neighborhood, you know. Uh, but I don't know. I guess it depends. I think Greenwich Village is a really cool neighborhood. If you had to mm-hmm. choose one neighborhood to just walk around for a day, that would probably be one. There's so many great food spots and, yeah. and cool architecture and the water's nearby. There's just so much to see in that neighborhood. Uh, but then again, you know, maybe you want to see the Statue of Liberty. And I don't know. Maybe you want to go down to yeah. Battery Park and get a view of that at least. I wouldn't recommend going on to the island or whatever. But but yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, just walk around a neighborhood, I guess. Or go to Central Park. I think that's always pretty cool. Yeah. Um, see Grand Central Terminal. I think that's a that's like to me, that's the best building in the city. I think it's it's a perfect it's like a perfect building. I mean, the history, the engineering, the architecture, it's just a perfect uh, building. And I think Whenever anyone's like, what do we have to see while we're here? That's I always say you have to see Grand Central. 
Um, yeah, Grand Central is gorgeous. Yeah, Meanwhile, gorgeous. like I live by Penn Station. I'm like, yeah, Penn, <laughs> well, you know, the story Penn Station was actually used to be a gorgeous station and it got torn yeah. down in the early 60s. And then Penn Central was going to basically tear down Grand Central as well because they were they were struggling. And it got oh. saved. It got landmarked. Jackie Onassis got in, got involved, and she put put her weight behind it, and uh, and it won the Supreme Court battle to uh, to stay to stay up. I can't imagine New York City without Grand Central. Yeah, I feel I like mean, it's such like an anchor. It is. I mean, it, it's a it's a microcosm of New York. I mean, the 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 beauty, the the busyness, the the like the chaos, the everything. <laughs> I, it just really kind of encapsulates New York, New York. I think. Totally. Okay, I save like the most controversial question for last okay best speed like your best pizza like best pizza you can find in town and why i would definitely say papa john's on uh <laughs> <laughs> i'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. With, like the garlic sauce yeah, for yeah, your exactly. cries <laughs> either papa john's or domino's one of those two um no i'd say for sh- i i love bleaker street pizza on bleaker street and 7th avenue specifically though for their nona maria slice it's this like margarita type slice that they make special with their own special, um, you know, you know, mozzarella and tomato sauce and like this special like Parmesan uh, cheese. It's an amazing, amazing slice of pizza. Um, and it's a really, really cool story. I actually did a little video there, not to plug or whatever, but uh, did a little YouTube video about yes. Bleecker Street Pizza as well. I, that might be my favorite slice. But there's so many. There's so many good. I love Pizza Suprema right next to uh Madison Square Garden. They have the best plain cheese slice. That's like their specialty. Really? Yeah. Okay. I literally live so close oh there my and God. I've never grabbed go. a slice. Go. So I need to go. Have you have you I've passed, never been have you walked by it? Yeah, I've walked by it. Oh I literally God. know what you're talking about. Boring. I've never gone in. Oh no, you gotta really? you it's gotta go. I literally know. You gotta go. This is like if especially if yeah, you have to go. That's one of the best places in the entire city, you know, which makes it one of the best in the country, I'd say. But that's it's a it's a really, really good Oh my gosh. I know. Wow. It, and people sleep on it because of where it's located. It's not located. In like That's a, why. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, it's one of the best. I remember there was a guy, uh, I forget what his name was, but he, he ate at every single pizzeria in Manhattan. Uh, oh, God. Every single one. And he did a whole like, you know, a, a, a report on all his like favorites and all that. And that was his favorite place. Good. To, oh, shit. Yeah. Wow. I've been sleeping on that. I like when I first moved here, everybody was like, go to Joe's and like, you yeah, know, Joe's is, Joe's is good. Yeah. Um, I like recently, like, well, not recently, but like this year, I think I've gone to Scar's Pizza the most mm-hmm. in the Lower East Side. Mm-hmm. Pretty solid. Yeah. So I need to try the, that Pizza Suprema place. It's yeah, Pizza Suprema is so good. Williamsburg's Best is really good. That's like a pizza place in Williamsburg, obviously. <laughs> it's called Williamsburg Best. But uh, that place is great. I mean, the one that's really popular with tourists and stuff is uh, Prince Street Pizza. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're famous for their uh, the Sicilian the pepperoni, right? Yeah, the Sicilian with the, like the little pepperoni bowls of grease on top. Uh, but it's super good too. Um, yeah, I mean, there's no shortage of pizza places for sure. I mean, even dollar slices in New York are good. You know, it's it's crazy. I live right by like so. I live on a pretty desolate like block of the city. I'm on 10th Ave and 29th, mm-hmm. um, but there is a pizza shop on 28th Street that is so good and so small. It's called Highline Pizzeria, and I like love them so much. I like bring my parents there whenever they visit. <laughs> but like hidden gem to anybody That's listening yeah, who ever finds themselves in like West Chelsea Hudson Yards, yeah. go to Highline. Pizza so you're on the Highline a lot. You go on the Highline a lot. You get to you walk around there. A lot? Yeah. So that was probably like my favorite part about where I live because this is <laughs> all of it. So we've done several episodes about how shitty our apartment is. So <laughs> my listeners know. But like the redeeming quality is that we are right under the Highline. Like there's an entrance like outside of our oh, apartment, but it's it's closed because of COVID since right. it's 
it's technically a public park. But that was like my favorite thing. Like I had one spot, like one bench I'd go to like every Sunday just to like sit and like listen to podcasts. And now it's closed. But when it is open, it's really nice when it's not a weekend and there are tourists everywhere. It's quite a lovely place. Yeah, it's it's a nice park. I mean, I guess like you like you said, too, it also gets really packed. In the summer, it's like you are walking yeah, like a brutal. mile an hour yeah. sometimes. Like oh, it and it, and it gets me. even worse the closer you get to like you know the meat packing district. Chelsea Market, yep. yeah, it's a mess. Talk about like it's talk like, about like uh, you know basic spots like the, those air that whole <laughs> area, like the the Chelsea Market. It's a huge tourist trap. Oh, it uh, entirely isn't. It's like the food in there isn't even that good. Yeah, and it's so overpriced. Way overpriced. Way overpriced. Oh, speaking of which, since I'll I'll throw this this fact out, you were talking about interesting facts. I love this one. I don't. I feel like I need to tell every time I'm on a. This is you were talking about dates too. Every time I'm like on date in the Highline area, I always okay, point okay. Out and it always blows people away. The Chelsea Piers, you know the Chelsea Piers, yes. right? Where you hit golf balls, it's like a huge complex, a sporting mm-hmm. complex, gym, all that stuff. That used to be Piers 59 through 62, owned by the White Star Line in the early 1900s. That's where the Titanic was supposed to arrive. What? In 1912, really? the Titanic was scheduled to arrive at what is today Chelsea Piers. And oh spoiler God, alert, rip. it sank. I had to, I had to, <laughs> rip. Oh, no. Yeah, Never made it. Yeah. That is so yeah. crazy to yeah. think about. You have oh to use that, Lauren. From here on out, I, I, okay. I, I knight the... Of, uh, All like, right. <laughs> of, of My honors. next few dates, I'm be like, y'all, listen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one cool thing about where I live. And then they're, they're, gonna, they're gonna be like, "Where'd you learn that, Lauren?" You're gonna be like, "Nah, don't worry about it." And I'm gonna be back there. <laughs> Go crying. subscribe to this guy on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that's a good one. Well, those are those are all the questions I have prepared for you, Tom. Thank you. Yeah, of course. So much. Remind our listeners again where they can find you. What social platforms? Sure. You're on. Um, well, I guess I'm on I, I'm on Instagram at TomDNYC. I post some stuff on there, uh, but I, I I have the YouTube channel too, which is also TomDNYC. Uh, I'm making a push to make stuff more often there now, um, especially now that uh, you know people are out loud outside, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Uh, so that's good. And I, I just do tours. I've actually, one of the things you, I, uh, you were asking about doing tours and stuff. And one of the things we've been doing now, I, I, I've partnered with a, f- a friend of mine. She's a YouTuber named Sarah Funk. And we, we do Ooh. these live tours on live stream tours. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Like on YouTube or like yeah, on Twitch? YouTube. Yeah, yeah, on okay. YouTube. So she has a, she has a pretty uh, big following. So, so we just, we, we do it through her, through her uh, YouTube and she live stream. We do two tours a week. Oh, that's so cool. I'll link everything in the show notes. If like somebody – so once COVID is like over, whenever, (laughs) if ever, how can somebody like book a tour with you? Well, uh, usually people will contact me through Instagram or my website, which is uh, TomDelgado.net. Uh, wasn't cool. able to get the dot com, unfortunately. <laughs> who has TomDelgado.com? Some real estate agent in California who hasn't used his website in eight years, and I'm stuck Rude. with .net. Whatever. All right. You sound so official though, like .net. Wow. Yeah, .net. Right. I'm like a tech bro or something, but no, it's uh no, it's just .net. Uh, TomDelgado.net. So people usually contact me through there, and I do like cool. you know a lot of private tours, and it's super fun. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, I I don't really use Twitter a whole lot. I just you know stay stick to Instagram and and YouTube. Have, has quarantine finally made you crack and download TikTok? Because I did. Quarantine nope, made me I crack. didn't. Don't I do it. Strong. Don't I do it. Stay strong. <laughs> Don't download strong. TikTok. It'll ruin your life. I, I, you know what it is? I get worried. Like there's so much. There's so much information out there about it being like, uh, like for China. Yeah. What's the deal with yeah. that? Like if the privacy. Is- oh, I learned. Oh my god, I might be deleting my TikTok soon. So to any of my followers, I'm sorry. Yeah. So one of my <laughs> friends is at Georgetown Law right now and does a lot of work, like in that field of like Uh privacy and um so 
TikTok sells data. So people who are like, TikTok doesn't like directly like sell. Yes, it does. It sells information to the Chinese government. And the top three ways the Chinese government uses TikTok. So TikTok basically is like a mine for people's faces. And they have a lot of like data that helps improve TikTok's like AI. And so the Chinese government uses their AI to help facial recognition for Hong Kong protests and weaker concentration camps. I learned that literally 30 minutes before our call. Like I was I have a weekly FaceTime with my best friend who's in law school and he told me that and I was like, (laughs) well, shit, now I can't now my moral compass is like, you know, now like you can't feign ignorance. But then but, you're like, but, yes, but then how are people going to see me dance to Lizzo? I don't get it. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, just bring Vine back. Yeah, like, exactly. you know? <laughs> Wait, one can dream. Who knows? Crazier things have happened in 2020. So, no, you're like, right. Yeah. You're right. Who knows what's around the corner? Good lord. But oh my gosh, this has been such a pleasure. Thank you so much again. Of course, thank you so much, Lauren. This is super fun. Um, yeah, and, and what are you? What do you? So what? Before we leave, I'm curious. What are you? What's mm-hmm. your goal for New York? You you moved here just two years ago. What did you come here to do? Not even two years. My one year just passed. Like it's my second year. Um, I'm a creative, so my nine to five is in graphic design. Right. So this is like the but what, best. But what place do you want to really do? do? Where do you Where are you headed with that? Like I I, I feel like there's like now a job interview. <laughs> no, you're good. no, <laughs> like, no, no. It's sweat. it's a very important yeah. question to ask because I think so many people like my age just tunnel vision. Like the job, like the right. goal is to like get a job out of college, and then you kind of are like faced with this now what kind of moment and yeah. I kind of hit that point because it's it's my one year at my company and like you know quarantine has given me a lot of time to like self-reflect um so I I really want to be in more of like a content creation platform I mean that's kind of why I started the podcast right so like I really hope that this grows more than it already has but I want to be like a chief creative officer one day um, who knows? If so you want to be happen. you want to be the one green lighting projects. I want to, yeah, I want to be. I have a, I want to have a seat at the table. All right, so there we go. That's that's the that's you know that's like the twenty year plan. But who knows how long I'll be in New York? I don't really know. I mean, we're figuring it out day by day. Yeah. Well, I will say this: like, I mean, this is probably a good time to say it too, closer to the end. But I think one of that's one of the great things about New York. I mean, it, the longer you stay here, the really the more you understand what the city's about. And I think that to that point, I think one of the big things it's about is the people here. I think mm-hmm. the longer you stick it out here, the more you the more you build your network of, of like minded people and also just totally. driven people. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason that's one of the th- coolest things about New York is I think no one is in New York by default. Very few no, moving. No, nobody moves to New York because yes. it's easy. <laughs> no, it's not. It filters people out. That's one of the things I tell people on my tours. I'm like, look, the weather here sucks. It's brutal. It's dirty. <laughs> yeah. There's a million different things. There's a million different reasons why people say I can visit, but I can never live there. But if you're, oh my gosh, and it's yeah. been, people have been saying it for centuries. That's not anything new. And I think if you're willing to stick it out, you meet other people who've also been willing to stick it out, who are here for a reason. You know, Mm -hmm. and collaborate with these people. You become friends with these people. You see these people move up. You see these people accomplish great things. And, and you know, and the longer you stay, the the more that is that could or is you, you know, as well. So I I think that's a really cool thing, and it's exciting that you just got here. So congratulations, stick it out. (laughs) Thank you. One year down, however many to go. But yeah, on that note, so I have like a Mark Twain quote that I think about whenever I'm just like, wow, living in New York is really fucking hard. Mm -hmm. It'd be so much easier if I moved to L.A. He said, make your mark in New York and you are a made man. And I was oh, like, I feel go. like I will know when it's time to leave. I don't know quite yet what that's going to be, 
But like, I know I'll get to a point where I'm like, okay, I've done the thing, but I'm still figuring what, out what that thing is. So. Yeah, there, there's actually a great uh, quote. It's funny you mentioned this, that Mark Twain quote. There's a great uh, Steinbeck quote about New York. And I, I just I just pulled it up. It's, gonna, it, it's kind of what we're talking about. He says, uh, New York is an ugly city, a dirty city. Its climate is a scandal. Its politics are used to frighten children. Its traffic is madness. Its competition yep. is murderous. But there is one thing about it. Once you have lived in New York and has become your home, no place else is good enough. That is honestly so yeah, true. I love that. I love that. But wow. Yeah. That <laughs> was a good note to end this on. No, yeah, that was, was great. Right. Thank you again. I hope anybody listening is like it's I feel like people are gonna be like either like shit, I don't think I could move to New York, or they're gonna be like, let's fucking go. Yeah, well so, that's the thing. You just kinda gotta go. be like, let's go. And then you know what ends up happening? You find people who stick it out with you and you suffer with them, you complain about stuff with them. Oh yeah, no. I feel like the few friends, making friends in the city is like really hard. It was harder than I thought it would be. But the few friends that I have made over the last year, I feel like we are so tight in like yeah. the short amount of time that we've yeah. known each other. They know shit about me that like some of my friends back home don't sure. even know, you know? Yeah. And that makes sense. I mean, the intensity that living here is you, you do more in a week here than you do in a month. Most other places, That's you know, so, you walk from so one true. place to the next thing to the next thing and you do that with other people. So you really just kind of bond very quickly. It's nice. Do you think you'll ever move back to Florida? <sighs> I don't, I don't think so. I hope my parents are listening. <laughs> Uh, but no, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. Who knows? I don't know. But I, I mean, if I, if anything, I'd move somewhere else. But I, I don't know. This is home for me. This is the first place in my life I've felt at home. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, and I really, I really That's feel at important. home here. I mean, if I do move somewhere else, maybe, maybe like I don't know, move somewhere else temporarily or by coastal or whatever ends up happening in my industry. But, but yeah, this, this, this is always home for me. I think. Oh my goodness, guys! Huge, huge thank you to Tom Delgado. So. Fun fact, after we stopped our recording, we ended up talking just like off the record for probably another like 45 minutes. Like we're both sweating because our AC isn't on because we were recording, but the conversation was just like really flowing. Tom, thank you so, so much for imparting your knowledge and, you know, just coming onto the podcast. You are a phenomenal comedian. Your YouTube channel is great. And this was so much fun. So to the Ricky gang, please, please go follow Tom on YouTube, on Instagram. And, you know, whenever tourism picks back up in the city, if the apocalypse like decides to end and America figures its shit out, definitely book your New York City tour through Tom. You will not regret it. But thanks again for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this New York City centric episode with like the coolest fucking New Yorker, Tom. And yeah, I will see you guys next week. Thanks again for listening.